Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from an undisclosed location, this is Real Spoilers, episode 189, which is a shame Joe's not here because it's a, what mile, a, what what a milestone. A, wow. It's what? a shame. The Who old knew? 189. Old 189. He's been looking forward to 18. He calls it 189er. One eight nine. Sure, yeah. Sure. He's, so anyway, on that note, uh, let's go around the table and people can introduce themselves. This is Dan. This is Michael. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Michael's back. Uh, I'm back. You, uh, your movie that you, you told us about last time. I was just going to say, yeah, the last time I was on here, I was plugging a film that I was in the midst of finishing and with Kevin over here and we finally finished it and I'm I'm really happy with it. It yeah. just got accepted into the St. Louis Filmmaker Showcase. If the, if awesome. we, if we had one of those fancy soundboard things, we would play the sound effects of applause right now. Yeah, a bunch of people yeah. Yeah, in the Yay. sound bunker down here. Every, there's so many people applauding. Uh, <laughs> well, our live studio audience. Yes. Yeah, we just need to yes. get that yeah. sign that turns on. We don't have the sign yet. We'll be like uh, the uh, Alan Havey show, the audience <laughs> of one. Do you remember that? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, was he performed for one person. He was, he had a, a show on Comedy Central back when it first started, and he did a thing every night where it was an audience of one, and he would just bring in there was one chair, like it looked like an act, like a chair from like a theater, and yeah. it was just one chair roped off, and like there would be <laughs> one person sitting in there watching. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, he was funny. He and you, Alan Havy. Did you watch Mad Men? Yeah, he was the uh, he was the guy that. Uh, that ended up leaving because he wanted to make his own cartoon, his own comic strip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Alan Havy. Okay. He's actually a really funny comedian. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird to see him on that show because he... He, <laughs> he was, plays such a... <laughs> yeah. It was like, that guy looks really familiar. Yeah. Now, yeah. As soon as he went, I was like, it's Alan Havy. What, up all night. What's yeah. going on? That's crazy. So, anyway. Yeah. There's there's your first walk down old-timey reference me- yeah. memory lane. I, I told you, Kevin, the older you get... We were talking the other day, and he was like, uh, "He what? Oh, you asked me about uh, a Chaplin document." Yeah, documentary. I was trying to find a good documentary on Chaplin, and I looked on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and really none of them have any for free streaming. There was a bunch you could buy, and I was like, "Surely the streaming services have one solid documentary." Yeah, so I just watched City Lights again. Gotcha. There's an American Masters episode from PBS. They did that was like two hours long. Yeah, it's really good. But there's the Robert Downey Jr. film. Yeah, yeah, one Chaplin thing you can get. Well, some of his movies are on there. Yeah, right. His I actual say, movies. I was like, you think they would be on there just for the fact yeah. that they're in the public domain? Yeah, and you, they just fill up the. <laughs> yeah, Hulu, which is really cool. If you have Hulu, they have almost the entire Criterion collection in uh-huh. HD streaming. Oh wow! So they have City Lights as a part of that, and then some of the other services have some of his films. But the only biography or bi- or documentary type thing I could find was the Attenborough Robert Downey Jr. film. Right. If you want to watch that. Okay. And a totally unrelated yeah. topic if you want a Chaplin film. <laughs> yeah. I, you might want to check PBS's website. I know that they have a yeah. bunch of Ameri- <coughs> they stream Masters. Of, yeah, they, yeah. They stream a lot of that stuff there for free. But anyway, cool. I was teasing him saying that he was brushing up on his old-timey references. I'm working yeah. on it. I'm, yeah. I'm working my way up from <laughs> the beginning. Yeah. And then Are I you ex- got to drop a Mary Pickford in here somewhere? <laughs> 
Old timey reference. Yeah. <laughs> and I told him that uh, the beauty of old timey references is that eventually you will be making them whether you want to or not. They well, just come yeah, out I mean, of your mouth and you're not even aware of it. Well, yeah, it's like, what? what? How did I get in this but, conversation? Yeah, at yeah. some point you're going to be talking to somebody who's half your age and you're going to yeah. be like, well, and the, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, <laughs> and they're going to be like, what? Yeah. There was, there was a... TMNT before Who's Corey the Michael Feldman. Yeah, yeah like he, this he is, played the voice of who? I know. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna. This is gonna be like a completely alien concept. It's gonna be that. really weird when like Street Fighter the movie and Mortal Kombat and you know the original yeah. Ninja Turtles are the old timey films. That's, yes. Yeah, I mean, oh, I didn't God. say classics. I just said old timey <laughs> yes. films. That's, that's a, a subtle but important. Mind that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now we've got people who are just now discovering Nirvana and, and yeah, uh, which is weird, but it's been yeah. Yeah, Sturgill Simpson actually um, just did a cover of uh, oh shoot, what was the name of the song? But it, he did a cover on his country album, a country it, it's Nirvana. Just, it's a country cover? version of Nirvana. Huh. Yeah, it's it's very bizarre. But yeah, you have like even now people that probably wouldn't even have liked grunge back in the day, but like listen right. to like this Americana country music that's popular right now. And well, he did this, yeah. Like, this country version and country is completely bizarre. like country is coming around to become rock music yeah you know what i mean, I mean like in some in some circles yeah depending on the, the music sure. yeah i mean well, the country, popular country country kind of hit this phase where i felt like country had become the new classic rock yeah and i felt like a lot of the classic rock people had segued over to country because classic rock stations were playing the same 300 songs <laughs> over and over again yeah and then but now country music is the new dance music yeah like kind of you know it's very poppy and top four right that's yeah there's this whole pop country yeah. thing that's sweeping the nation so you've yeah. got you it's don't have a lot of this today yeah those young whippersnappers yeah. in bloom is the name of the nirvana song oh, that wow. okay. Simpson covered. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah very bizarre that would but, be interesting yeah know. look into it if you're if you're into that sort of thing i heard dwight yokum cover a monkey song yesterday did you he's doing uh, his new record is i guess covers and he he has a version of uh tomorrow's gonna be another day Really? Which hmm. is like a pretty deep cut. Oh, that's pretty deep in there. It wasn't just like another, yet another version of I'm a Believer. No thanks. I'm good. It would be cool to like Randy Skowskid or something like that. That'd be good. That have you ever heard been. Mickey's new version of Randy Skowskid? It's really good. Yeah. It's really, it's like slowed down. But uh-huh. like that, he had a solo record out a couple years ago called Remember uh-huh. that is mostly, it's covers, but, uh, is, but they're, it's not a lazy cover album like a lot of them. It's right. like he, they're like, almost all completely new arrangements and uh and sound very different than the originals it is totally, yeah it's really good yeah it's good I, re- yeah. I think the coolest song i've heard lately that i know michael's heard is that sos cover that was in high rise oh gosh yeah uh, is, from portishead portishead I does mean, a version of abba's sos it is incredible in the upcoming high rise film huh. which is directed really? by ben wheatley who did a field in england sightseers he did uh, Kill, what's the assassin film that he also directed. Um, but anyway. That's one uh, starring Tom Hiddleston, and it's about a high-rise apartment uh-huh. that he moves into. And uh, yeah, Portishead does this cover, which is really slowed down and kind of creepy sounding. And like, it's just amazing. It doesn't sound like ABBA at all. It's right. a no. completely reinvention of the song yeah. and reinterpreting it. And so it's it, it's fun and because it's, it's, it's not just a straight-up cover. Yeah. But the, the bad part about it is it's not released. It's only for the film, and they didn't release it. Really? So it's online if you yeah. can find it. But you can't even buy it if you want to, and it's yeah. incredible. Hmm. So, Well, after the Meryl Streep movie, somebody needs to <laughs> reclaim, <laughs> reclaim ABBA for the masses. So uh, just uh, before I forget, shameless plugs, don't forget that we are available on iTunes. You can go there, rate and review and subscribe to us. And uh, also, uh, we have a webpage. Forget to mention that, but uh, realspoilers.com. Or I'm told that now dirtypiratehookers.com will also take you. You know it works. Is yeah. it up and running? It is. All right, yeah. good. Yep. So dirtypiratehookers.com. We'll get you to the Real Spoilers page. I will. Try it out if you don't believe us. Also, you can <laughs> uh, if, if you'd like to... Uh, if you have a comment about the show, want to continue the conversation online, as we say, uh, facebook.com slash real spoilers. It's also a great place where you can go and share an episode with your friends or loved ones. Uh, if you have one, you probably don't have the other. So um, people that shared the show this week, uh, librarian Cynthia, Lane LeVanway, Timmy Tuzunes, Brett Schulte, Chris Sanders, Julianne Jordan, Ryan Breidenbecker, Linnea Thunsell. Travis Tewitt, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Jeff Michael. Is that a new one, Jeff Michael? Or is he 
done it once or twice before. I I believe he's the new lead show chair. I thought he was. Brent Smith, Tammy Sherman Powers, Devin Kelly, or Devon. I don't know how to say that, so if I'm, feel free to correct me. That's what the page is for. Or you can email us. We all have email addresses now. So you can email any uh, regular member of the show at their name, at Real Spoilers. So Tom at RealSpoilers.com. Gavin, Dan, it's pretty self-explanatory. Michael soon. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, He's like, I don't need another email address. So, Oh, and then also uh, Chris Sansochi shared the show. So uh, thank you very much for doing that. It helps us tremendously, and we greatly appreciate it. So uh, I guess we will now turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin. I do, Tom, and it looks like number one was the movie of the day, so we finally got a number one. <laughs> we picked right. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out with $32.5 million this weekend. So I'm thinking that they're probably not happy it's, with that. Yeah, it's a, it's a little light, certainly. I was uh, going to say it's about $40 million less than the first film, I think. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty light. It is on a $135 million budget. I wonder if the fact that the first movie was a big steaming turd plays a role. You know what? <laughs> that might be. But you know what? I think the first film like made like $200 million abroad. Yeah. Like it made a, a big O bucks I, over there. This will probably make you know a couple hundred million overseas too i don't think they're gonna lack on that but domestically that's pretty that's pretty light for a property that's been around and they've had a an incarnation of a cartoon or you know a cg type like non-stop since the 90s so yeah that's pretty light yeah and it's a soft week too it's not like it's it's not like there's a lot of competition out no. for it i mean because x-men is underperforming and then you know you know, as you get down the list, the movies get less and less impressive. So I was going to say, I, I would have, part of me wants to think that X Men and, and Ninja Turtles would be kind of competing, you know, for the same audience. But I, I also think that audience would have seen X Men last week. I yeah. think you also have quite a younger audience going to this Ninja Turtles film, just based on the advertising. Um, so I mean, especially yeah. going into in a couple weeks when you have Finding Dory coming out the mm. gate, it's like th- this film's going to disappear in a couple weeks because the same audience that's going to go see finding dory that's going to dominate yeah and we'll and we'll get into it but uh it's definitely aimed at kids and then when i watched the movie i'm like this is for kids that's how i felt about the last one yeah i'm watching like, it and i was like this doesn't know yeah <laughs> so i don't really know what they're trying to do because yeah. you think they they market it to kids and i don't think they know what they're trying no to do. <laughs> it's very it's a very mixed message so we'll get into that one next it's uh, quite a bit away from its budget on this one so we'll see what it does overseas Number two, X-Men Apocalypse made another $22.5 million, but that is a 66% drop. So uh, that one is quickly dropping. Uh, it's made $116 million domestic, but um, they say it has a $178 million budget on the official page uh, for the box office here, but I heard it's closer to two hundred and fifty. Yikes. So that's pretty light. Uh, but again, it made $190 million foreign already, so it's up to about $300 million worldwide. So... Um, you know, it's making some money, but definitely underperforming when you look at uh, the other X-Men movies that have come out that have been closer to $700 million, $800 million yeah. worldwide. So I don't think this one can get anywhere close to those previous yeah. films. So. Well, and they had some controversy this week because I guess people were complaining yeah. about the... Uh the billboard the billboard where apocalypse is strangling i i mean i don't that is one of the most frustrating things about the internet and obviously i don't want to go off into a huge tangent about it but you want female action heroes right then they're going to be in danger right so at some point so you can have female action heroes you're getting more of those mystique takes a a huge hero role in this film when she's not even an x-men in the source material so you make mystique a main character you make her a hero She's battling apocalypse, so you can have a female hero, but the female hero can't be in danger or be hurt. I mean, that's a really one-sided viewpoint. I they're I not showing—they're not showing a woman getting strangled. They're showing a right. bad guy strangling a female hero. It's, they're, they're showing a supervillain battling a superhero. Yeah, and it like just happens to be a woman, so you can't have it both ways. Like you either want and in the context of the movie, just whoever happened to be standing within an arm's reach. Yeah, of, and, and now refresh so. me because I like I saw the movie a million years ago. Sure. It's great. Just, the scene no, where he's no, he I'm, grabs her. I would know the image, yeah. but oh. my, my question was, does that scene actually happen in the film? It does happen in yeah. the film. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if it was a contrivance for the billboard. In no, which no, case, I'd feel, a little, I'd feel a little yes. differently. But if it's an actual it's scene from the film... And, and Jennifer Lawrence is one of the biggest stars in the movie. Yeah. So well, Jennifer yeah, Lawrence the, happens to be a woman. She's one of the biggest stars in the movie. And the villain is Apocalypse. I mean, I just think that... And, and she's in the blue makeup in the in the picture. Like, yeah. I, I think it would yeah. Feel, I, because, yes. and, which I think had to be a deliberate choice. Because she's not... 
she's she doesn't use the makeup in the movie very much and which i get she's one of the biggest actresses in hollywood right now you don't want to cover her face you don't pay her that kind of money then cover her face but on the billboard they opted to because if he's strangling her without the makeup on that that visually is a very different it would be very it would be very jarring to see that up there but yeah it's a it's a hero in costume and this is like full makeup costume so i i just i just think it's frustrating when you want to see and i have obviously no problem with female superheroes more women being lead characters some of your best friends are females that's right some my i'm friend i'm friends i've seen seen them on facebook yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it's like that's great that they're putting them in the mainstream but that means in these type of movies if you're gonna have female leads in action movies about fighting guns violence that are in the movie there are gonna be scenes and there are gonna be promotions where they're in danger and if if Wonder Woman isn't allowed to hit anybody, it's just going to be Man of Steel. No, not Man of Steel. <laughs> Superman Returns. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When when the marketing for Wonder Woman comes out, and if there's no sense of danger, if Wonder Woman's never in peril, that's not going to make for a very exciting movie. So when the marketing for Wonder Woman comes yeah. out, how many, how much outrage are we going to see because Wonder Woman is being hit? I mean, or thrown around, or yeah, yeah like I've, I've kind well, of wondered. It'd be you also have to wonder if the people read the, that original source material because there's a little bit different take on how they uh, had Wonder Woman in peril back in the day. Yeah. She was tied up an awful lot. A lot. A lot. But just to play like the other side of the spectrum, like for instance, Batman versus Superman, like whenever they advertise that film or Civil War, you always see people standing off. Yeah. Like, you know, getting close to each other, ready for battle, but they're never actually like entangled, you know, with one another. So the fact that, you know, she's being physically put upon i don't i don't know i i see i see both sides of the argument i mean it is silly because it's a scene from the movie but could they have chosen a different scene of the two of them fighting or something that isn't as like aggressively like oh violent but hindsight's 2020 of course they could have chosen they could have chosen millions of other frames from the movie too i mean just the fact that the outrage is around it and they did choose that but i can totally play devil's advocate and see you know what they could have done better but i just think it's a little silly but a lot of these like i think it's great all these movements again for women action heroes women leads in films and that's fantastic that we're seeing that and hopefully black widow will have a movie soon wonder woman's coming out you've got all these different female superheroes harley quinn might have her own solo film coming out i think that's for sure she's going to be like the head of the dc like they're really pushing that hard so that is fantastic but that means that we're going to see a lot I, more. Well, that actress has already came out and said, like, if there's a Harley Quinn movie, she's like, I'm not wearing these shorts again. I'll tell you that. Really? She, like, was not happy with that outfit. She, you know, really? She, yeah. I, I, maybe it wasn't shorts, but it was whatever they had her in. She was just like. Oh, yeah. She was in, like, a, she's a, a crop top. Yeah. And, crop yeah. Shorts, yeah. Shorts, yeah. and she's just like, yeah, that's not going to be a thing. Huh. Okay. Good. Yeah. Hmm. It is what it is. Sure. Uh, you know the internet flying off the rails that never happens <laughs> yeah, well, right. I, i've wondered for years though when we'd start seeing this as you see more female superheroes in movies well they're they engage with the male superheroes as equals right and right they're equals exactly right so. but, it's, but it's like but but that also it always builds up to fisticuffs and right. so so like that so then what's yeah. gonna you know yeah at some point you have men superheroes hitting female superheroes right. or supervillains or whatever if what apocalypse happened. was holding up wolverine on the billboard would there be one cry of outrage uh, and no. i get that we're not but, the, I, but I, I think the other side would yeah. say as michael pointed out but but we haven't seen that image have we yeah i mean you know, we've is there an equivalent all, with wolverine i don't know i mean we've always seen like villains and heroes facing like about to face off or in about an to advertisement an advertisement yeah, I just, not in the yeah, film yeah. of course yeah. yeah so i mean you know they they get choked um quicksilver apocalypse beats the crap out of quicksilver right so what if mystique was the one that apocalypse was beating the crap out of in a movie why would it be fair to have Mystique in? Why would it be fair to have Mystique be a main character but not be handled the same way as Quicksilver? You know what I mean? Like Apocalypse isn't going to be a gentleman and not fight. I think Mystique, within the right? context of the story, it, it makes sense. You know, the scene with Apocalypse and yeah. Mystique. But again, it, it just goes back yeah. to the advertising. You're you're promoting a film sure. using a said image, and so yeah, yeah. I don't know it. I get both sides I too. Get it. It's just yeah, yeah. It's just frustrating because we're only going to see more, and I guess it's difficult that the studios have to be so one sided, like, and be so careful about it. Yet they're trying to even the playing field. So it's like, it just seems a little uneven. I just look at it as just generally bad design. 
But I'm looking at the design and like, that's well, just a lousy like screen grab. It's not even, yeah. you know, I, I've, I've been so frustrated with, I mean, what we call uh, backvertising because like every movie poster now has, has leaned into this whole got to show them from the back. And if you, I mean, you look, just look up backvertising on the Googles and it's just so ever since like Unforgiven, the movie poster for that. And then look at how many design, you know, how many times the, the marketing departments are basically just cribbing off of the same look. Like we got to show them from the back. It's got to be somber. They got to be looking down and it goes on and on and on and on. And it's just this laziness. And this is like even uh, lazier because there's no design to it. It's just, like a shot from the movie. Right. So, they didn't, they, yeah. So it offends me on multiple levels. Yeah. They, they should have, <laughs> if they, if they're really going to do good advertising, they should have had a still photographer actually set up a photo shoot for the movie and do something creative instead of Photoshopping a scene out. You're right. I mean, it's, not or clever make a better movie yeah well, <laughs> well there's, let's not go crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. There's only so much budget. I mean, 250 million is, you got to draw a line somewhere. Right. So anyway, uh, yeah, X-Men uh, doing all right overseas, but uh, it will be fizzling out here pretty soon in the domestic. Me Before You opened a $17.5 million this weekend, so the, that's the new uh, Khaleesi film. Did she get naked in it? Uh, she, did she have dragons? Did well, you see it, Tom? I think as evidenced by the fact that it came in third... I would have no. to say no. Yeah. Neither <laughs> it has neither no, both as yes. neither of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it made a couple million foreign, but uh, so yeah, it's around twenty million dollars on a twenty million dollar budget. So it doesn't have a huge budget to make up, but uh, you know, I don't know, might make a might make a few more bucks in its box office run. Did, no, you didn't. I see did it? not see it. Okay, no. And number four, the Angry Birds movie came in at ten point seven million, a forty three percent drop in week three. That is now sitting at $87 million. Um, it, it's made another $155 million overseas, though. So it's up over $235 million worldwide on a $73 million budget. Huh. Well, it's a lot of money. They, to- fig- they figured they all they did was look at like the calendar of, of yeah. releases and go, well, we could, what can we just put this in the calendar to, to have some money for a little while between a DreamWorks or a Disney Pixar yeah, or before Disney. Finding Dory. Right. Yeah. And did you hear the next project that's been greenlit with the success of Angry Birds? This is, is no fruit, joke. Fruit Ninja? Fruit Ninja, the movie, mm. has been greenlit. Plants vs. Zombies, that's got to be close, right? That seems that's, like a, that's on its way, yeah, right? That seems like the most logical yeah, next yeah, movie. Zombies I, are, I would yeah. see it. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, and the he, thing is, with Fruit Ninja, you are the ninja. So, like with Angry Birds, you see the characters on the screen. Maybe it's going to be. Ninja, it's just going to be your figure. <laughs> it's going to be all POV, like that. Just all figure. Like that, what was it that Henry movie or whatever? What was yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Henry. Henry. Yeah. Or that, like, five minutes of the Doom movie. Yeah. yeah. And have you heard of the epic sci fi thriller, also, also based on a video game property that's coming out? Tetris. Ugh. Do you know what the budget is on the Tetris movie? Don't tell me this. I'll make me sad. You know, any guesses? What's the budget budget on Tetris? $120 million. I'm going to say 140 Take my life, please. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys actually overshot it, but not by much. $80 million on Oof. the Tetris movie uh, helmed by the director of Mortal Kombat. The Paul W. Paul, S. Yeah. Anderson. Paul, oh, no, I'm sorry. Maybe it's... Uh, you got me way too excited Maybe for it's that. the producer. Sorry, Larry Kazanoff. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah, okay. sorry. No, not... Yeah, that would I was be... like, what are you doing? No, 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 no. Uh, is he the... I always get him mixed up. He's not the one that did the Underworld movies, is he? No, that's, that's Len uh, Wiseman. Yeah. Okay. He's married to Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just thinking because of that action genre. I, I don't know why I always think it's him. Huh. So, well, yeah. Okay. Tetris. I mean, they're still... I mean, they, they did the Battleship movie... And I, I know, but Tetris with yeah. falling blocks. How can you possibly convert Tetris? I don't know. What, what story? Uh, al- a- aliens are attacking us with falling blocks. <laughs> there. I wrote your movie. There you go. That's what it's going <sighs> to be. You know what it's, it's going to be? It's going to be like pixels. Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, do you think that had some get, influence? Get Charlie Hunnam in there. Throw in <laughs> maybe another... Uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Ta- Taylor Kitsch. L- Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, Taylor. No, Taylor Kitsch and Taylor Lautner. Oh, oh. the Taylors, a Taylor two pack. The- <laughs> Tail two Taylors. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, T two. So, <laughs> so anyway, we have those to look forward to. So get your get your oh. apps ready. You buy them before they go up in price. Number five, Alice through the Looking Glass, dropping in number five with ten point five million, a sixty one percent drop from an abysmal opening. 
the movie is at $50.5 million total domestic now. Whoops. That cannot be close to what they're looking for on a $170 million budget. That still isn't enough to make them happy with opening weekend. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that was probably their catering budget yeah. for yeah. on the film or Johnny Depp's Johnny wardrobe. Depp's salary. Or, Johnny yeah. Depp's wardrobe budget. I mean, seriously, the movie has a $170 million budget and it's only made $70 million overseas, which this is one that you're like, okay, Ooh. it's going to make some money overseas. That's not good. It's at $112 million worldwide. That's... Oof. And I mean, it's, it got terrible I, reviews. Tom, you said it was just boring. It was just, yeah, just boring. So, ah, man, I, I would have never thought, I mean, did I think it was going to be good? No, but I never thought it would flop. I, 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 just, I, I think this is, I don't think the last one was good. It may no, not, not, not at all. No. I mean, it, I feel like it's, it's one of those movies, like there are these movies that come out sometimes and they make a lot of money, but <coughs> excuse me. But there's no passion for them. Right. And I think I think the studios need to get better at knowing when they've kind of gamed the system and not going back to that well. And I think, uh, you know, Clash of the Titans was a good example oh, of that. God, yeah. You should have never been a second one. Be glad you got out on the first one. Yeah. You got lucky. You didn't create a fan base. Like, you just happened to release a movie at the exact right moment. It was like the right week. Right. Like, literally and, down to like, yeah, okay. And I get that it's it's harder to say that about the first Alice in Wonderland movie because it made like a billion dollars worldwide. It did. It had but a two hundred million dollar budget and made over one billion dollars in theater alone. So yeah. I mean, not to mention home video merchandising. It made but a ton of I money. I just don't feel like there's any any passion for the property, oh. uh, you know. And oh. so I don't think I've seen it since theaters. It wasn't very good. Yeah, I mean, the only the closest I've come to seeing it is every is every time you walk in Costco, they were using to show you how great their HDTVs <laughs> right, yeah. were. Because they're like, look at all the colors. But beyond yeah. that, it's you a good know, demo disc. Yeah, yeah that's but that's it. about it. But yeah, I, I just with, with the original making that much money, I would have never imagined it. I mean, it could end its box office run under two hundred million dollars, which would just be crazy with Global. the other one. Glo- yeah, worldwide, yeah, it could yeah, end its box office with two hundred or you know something around that. And the original made not the original, the last one made over a billion. That's what was the budget on this new one? Uh, one seventy. But with also with marketing and oh and no, all the, that, the production sure. budget was one seventy. Yeah, yeah, but with marketing, yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if Disney loses like a hundred million on this project. Well, yeah, and especially on paper, I'm sure they will because you got to think about it. Remember, you know, the box office accounts for a third, or they get like when it's all said and done, maybe a four, a a third or half of that money. So if it's you know if it's sitting at a hundred and thirty million, they're gonna make seventy, eighty million of that if that's where it ends. And then you've got 170 budget plus marketing, which they usually just say double it. So if yeah. they've got 400 million sunk into this movie and they've recouped 100 million at the box office, they've got to make up 300 million on home video Not and toys to break happen. even. So that that's a, I mean that's a flop. Still doing point. better than Mars Needs Moms. Yeah, that yeah. yeah, that's I don't even know what happened there. That's just crazy. So, number six, Captain America Civil War. Talk about the other side of the spectrum. Uh, luckily, this is the same company. <laughs> you yeah, know? they're going to need it. Uh, so, yeah, Captain America Civil War in week five made another $8.2 million. That's only a 47% drop in week five. $389 million domestic overseas, $733 million. It is at over $1.1 billion on a $250 million budget. Isn't and it weird that we're like... Now, sort of like on a, a at least a monthly basis, talking about billion dollar movies. Yeah, it, it really is because if you, you know? looked at the box office ten years ago, I mean, look right. look, look back ten years ago, which isn't that long. You know, a decade passed, and movies weren't making anywhere close to that. No, and it's just that we're, now we're just like it's starting to be a fairly common. Yeah. Now, thing. If, if you haven't hit a billion, you're like, ah, oh, that movie made some money, it but it wasn't. Okay. A, yeah, yeah, right. We're a billion dollars. When so. was the first Avatar out? Was that two thousand? Years oh, ago? I'm sorry. What's was that? it like seven years ago, eight years ago? It was 2009, oh, right? Was it was Avatar 2009? Because that's what I was trying to think about. Like when you yeah, said, like, think about like 10 yeah. years ago. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so that was, that was, ago. I mean, think about Titanic was 97 and that made a billion. So like those yeah. are the anomalies for yeah. sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, but now we <clears> expect <throat> a billion dollar movie every month, which is just crazy that there's that much movie. And I guess maybe that's a sign of that's a sign of the time that more people are going to the movies to I think it's a sign that the international market has matured Uh, yes you know that it's they've developed that market and and why I say matured like 
economically sure. they've developed that market distribution yeah. digital now now that it's digital distribution i mean yeah. think about it if you had to send uh, a thousand reels of film overseas shipping the logistics of running it and having the proper equipment and sound and everything would be a nightmare but when you have digital projection set up and yeah. you can, they can download the file and, yeah and um, I, I think that's what's really changed the game is that yeah. you know you can you can push these movies out to the foreign markets now in ways that you couldn't previously you know what? There's a new paradigm in cinema. That's what it is. Yeah. Cinedime. Is Cinedime. Cinedime. Yeah. I saw I, something funny uh, that was sort of in memoriam of J- uh, James Cameron's. Uh, it, it was sort of in memoriam of James Cameron. I was like, oh, my God, what? And then it was like, oh, it was because he's not going to make any more original movies ever again because he's so wrapped up in the this Avatar. Right. Three, three, three more. more. Oh, it's like, oh. so like, and, and it was talking I about movies like be The another. Abyss and True Lies and like movies like you forget that he did and then that are not even out yeah. on Blu-ray. Right. Yeah. Because he won't concentrate on doing those because he's so fixated on Avatar. It's like even his his past sort of like yeah. standalone films are like he's forgotten about. And True Lies and, is so good too. And it's that so deserves good we to don't be on get to like and, and people like he's abandoned his own history because he's fixated on 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 avatar it's too bad and the i mean obviously the guy is a brilliant director he's a mastermind when it comes yeah. to technology yes back to you know t2 and revol- uh-huh. revolutionizing special effects yeah. yeah i mean he's been amazing with with revolutionizing the yeah. cameras and and the special effects work but yeah he's just going to focus on avatar and i mean are we all on the same page here that avatar wasn't even a good movie it was a technologically yeah. cool yeah. movie for 3d but it's not a great film yeah i i had to wonder if it I can't even imagine watching it now and how bad a lot of it's going to come off because, you know, it's we've one of those seen things good that 3D like, now we've seen good 3d. We've good like the CGI. I, I mean, it's just like when you watch the, the prequel trilogy for star Wars and you, you're like, Whoa, the, the CGI is so, so, so bad. Right. In it. And, and I think there's going to be a lot of that. And I also think that the story was pretty threadbare before. Yeah. I mean, know, it, it's dances uh, with the wolves, but it's yeah. Okay. No, I mean that's the thing. the The story has been told five uh-huh. times before. It's it's like it wasn't an original story. It wasn't very good. But you know what? It was right place, right time uh-huh. in two thousand nine to have that type of three D and that type of, of special effects. Like people ate it up. But look at it now after we've been inundated with with three D films. I mean, it's yeah. it's not going to hold up, and the story certainly isn't going to wow you. So right, they'll have to do something really spectacular with the next three movies. I you know, hopefully they're not just going to crib from other stories and remake them. Yeah. But know. then again, look at Hollywood and the and the downward spiral of, of remakes. There there are tons of remakes coming out, and I swear in the last week there's been like five more remakes announced. That's all they're doing. So now they're going to remake The Count of Monte Cristo. That's all they're doing is just remaking original properties. But when they're spending this much money, they just they need a built-in audience. Yeah, yeah but you know it's what? It's scary to create something from scratch yeah, and, and spend like $200 million a, to do it. Like It seems like every... Now, we should be on, a, I think, a three-year cycle for a remake of Three Musketeers. It's usually like every three years. <laughs> There's like a Three Musketeers with whoever the hottest... Uh, There's going to be another Robin Hood are. soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You, you know Ben Hur's coming out with Jack Houston. There's another Tarzan film coming out, I think, next month. Right, right. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. yeah. Who, I mean, he definitely he looks, looks right. He looks the role for sure. No, yeah. and uh, the tone of the movie looks good, but, but yeah, remake, remake, remake. Another it, Jungle Book. Yeah, there's, still. I, you know what? Yeah, sequel and another one. Yeah, yeah. Like, and a whole other <laughs> yeah, version right. of it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's just kind of crazy. But I get it when when original properties come out, they're they're hit or miss. But I think people are going to get sick of the remakes and they're going to start seeing a huge drop off in those too. So we'll see where it goes. Number seven, pop star, never stop, never stopping, made five million dollars. So it week. stopped. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it never stopped. stopped. It stopped never stopping. Yeah. Uh, it never started not never stopping. And you saw it, Tom? I did. And? I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was it, like it was intermittently funny. Like I wish it had been funnier than it was. Uh, it always held my interest. I was never bored. It's really short. It's like an hour and 25 minutes or something. You know, but uh, um, I think its biggest mistake is that, uh, you know, you know, typically stories are three acts and this is two acts and they skipped the first one, uh-huh. which made the payoff of the third act kind of ineffectual. And I know that sounds weird because you're like, it's a dumb comedy. Who cares about the payoff? But uh, Lonely Island it plays uh, a like a, a what were they called? The Style Boys or something. It was kind of like a cross between like 98 degrees and the Beastie Boys. And uh, and then 
they you know they have this rise to fame they break up and then andy sandberg's character goes solo and he's kind of their justin timberlake and has a big huge record and then uh his new record comes out and it tanks and the and it's like a mockumentary and they're following him as that is is as his kind of kingdom starts to, to crumble and of course it all leads up to a reunion of the style boys and he realizes the value of friendship and blah 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 yeah. and uh um but you never really got the build up on the style boys it kind of starts you get that's all in like yeah. a five minute montage at the beginning of you know of very exposition heavy and it was like i really think they should have trimmed some of the middle and made their movie like an hour and maybe if it had been maybe 15 minutes longer, yeah. so you could have got that that kind of to see the style boys in action before, you know, if you look at the the Shakespearean writing peak of, you know, the rise and <laughs> right. fall and there's this moment uh-huh. and it all hinges around that. Like you, you kind of start at that moment and then watch the fall. You never really get. The, the rise the rise and right. so, so when they get back together there's no real pain yeah you, you don't didn't really feel, feel like right. oh i'm so glad that this you know it, yeah yeah, yeah. So. Hmm. i like the lonely island i mean so I, the songs are really funny like there are like yeah. said, there are some very funny moments in the movie yeah. and there's a lot of like just kind of like okay get, let's yeah. keep moving you know? gotcha it's no this is spinal tap rockumentary well, what or, is yeah really what is <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah. that's you know that's the gold standard they're chasing it yeah yeah you, you know you and it certainly follows a lot of the same beats of that but yeah. um and the funny thing about that in hindsight is that um that was just a complete anomaly i mean that wasn't anything and i think you know as they were making the movie it was like they i don't think they that they were like man this is gonna people are gonna love this movie i mean it, it was it's an odd movie and especially odd for the time that that movie came out it's like people were a lot of people didn't even know it was fake yeah yeah. that's the thing it feels like almost too real yeah that film like when you watch it and their conversations and everything like they're so in character and they're so like in the moment and not trying to be funny but it just comes off as like ridiculous and funny well did that star anyone famous at the time oh well i mean rob reiner yeah. Was Rob Reiner had been, you know, it was on All in the Family. So, yeah, that, I mean, okay. that was a huge sitcom. Michael McKean. Michael I mean, McKean had been part of, it was on Laverne and Shirley, which was okay. another huge, 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 huge yeah. sitcom. I'm just trying to think. I was wondering if there was disconnect. Like, when you see Andy Samberg, and he's a funny guy, but you're going right. to see Andy Samberg. Right. Yeah, and I, I wondered. S- if- I will say that, like, as somebody who grew up watching Laverne and Shirley, we had three channels. You just back off. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Laverne and Shirley or Heart to Heart. You pick Laverne and Shirley. Right. You made the same guy. Goddamn choice! Don't you judge me, but uh, <laughs> but if somebody grew up watching Laverne and Shirley, like when I watched Spinal Tap, at no point in time was I like, oh, it's Lenny, right? You know, like I, I no. it didn't take you out of it. No, I mean because no. he looked so different, he yeah. sounded yeah. so different. Like I mean, you really like. I mean, I remember watching going. Is that Lenny? Right. Like, that's Lenny from Lenny and Squiggy. You know what? So so you're right. Nowadays, you have the internet. You have all media. You know, whether Mm -hmm. it's streaming, television, cable, the internet... And so you have so much exposure where you know every time every time Justin Bieber pees in a bucket, you know about it, right? Yeah. But you had three channels, and so you could catch him, you know, once a week or whenever it aired if you happened to be on one of those channels. So you're not exposed to celebrity as much, so they're just not a part of your family, like. But you could are. also you could also do something back then that you can't do today, which is you could have these little things get made that you could discover and feel like you were the only one. Yeah. That that knew about it, yeah. you know what I mean, and so it's like I remember the first time I saw Spinal Tap, and then like ha- you know having friends over and, be like, and it was dude, hard to find, yeah, because like, dude, we got to see Spinal Tap, and they're like, what are you talking release. about? It yeah. wasn't a wide release, and, and then when it was on video, it wasn't a popular video, so like yeah. to even get find a copy, either you know like like at the rental store, like that is like it just happened to have it. It wasn't like something that was readily accessible. Yeah, it wasn't like one of the movies you walked in they they had seven copies, right? It. It no, was like they had one. Yeah. That's disappointing about Popstar. I don't actually have a budget on it. So, you know, it's made $5 million. What What do you think? I mean, did it seem like a very high production value or was it just a bunch of guys with a camera? I mean, like it, had, it had good production value. It, um, I mean, they, all their stuff looks good. Yeah. Lonely Island makes I mean, I, I don't think they video. probably spent more than 30 on it, maybe. Okay. I wouldn't think. But, right. I mean, the only thing I think probably cost some money is there was a, a lot of, like, concert footage 20 million i just okay, found it yeah. so yeah that's that's not too bad wasn't there a lot of celebrity cameos as yeah well? and it was Friends. clearly but if like if you know 
the people involved you yeah. can you know Do a fa- call in a favor hey we need you for an hour yeah, I mean, yeah. The, right. these are snl guys i mean especially right. andy samberg and the other two wrote for snl so it's like you know tim meadows is going to come to your movie and right. whoever else is going to cry your tim movie. meadows is well <laughs> yeah tim meadows because he's in it right yeah, tim, yeah, meadows yeah, will come like, to, tim meadows will come, come to your movie right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he'll come to your garage sale like, yeah, yeah. he was in it right oh, he's yeah. like a running coach now you know he's got nothing else to do but uh but yeah like justin timberlake is in it i think we all know how andy Sandberg wrangled that yeah. and Jimmy Fallon pops up and then you, you know, you get quest love it. So, you know, it's all most of the cameos. Right. It's pretty obvious how they, how yeah. they, how they got there. Sure. So yeah, with a $20 million budget, I mean, if it sticks around for a couple weeks and does video, I mean, I they, think their biggest expense was renting all the arenas yeah. in which they film those scenes. Yeah. I mean, so know? they're really playing in like a Madison square garden if or that's something. Green screen. It was really good. It really looked like they were in arenas or and, they're, they're, Piggybacking something else, the, yeah. That True, they well. show up at the tail end or before a concert. Yeah, or but something. that's still not yeah. cheap to shoot. No, 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 no. Trust me, I know. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you got to rent it, and then yeah. you got to, uh, you know. But yeah, I mean, with Justin Timberlake, maybe they. True. Maybe they were like, "Hey, can we want to?" You know. Yeah. You know what? I bet they could. They could. They could tag onto that, and they yeah. could probably not even charge you'd, them. And yeah, you'd still need it for an extra day, though. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because but because so if if Timberlake's doing a show, they're probably loading in at like seven o'clock in the morning. They're yeah. spending all day building that set and they're building that stage. What about a two day show? I don't think he's doing two day shows. Yeah, I don't. Uh-huh. I don't think. I, gotcha. I don't know that he's. I'm not trying to say Justin Timberlake isn't big, but, but for an arena. But for an arena, I don't, a, I don't know yeah. that he's. Yeah. Do, there aren't a lot of two day arena two day, artists. No, true. Stick around yeah. for a second day. I mean, there's Taylor Swift and Beyonce is doing NFL stadiums. Yeah, and uh, so uh, you know. Yeah. Who knows? That's interesting. Number eight, Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising, made another $4.8 million. That's a 49% drop in week three. That is now up to $48.6 million. But uh, overseas, that one actually has made 36, which, again, is surprising still for yeah. a, for an American comedy. So over $82 million worldwide on that one. Again, I don't have a budget on that, but I can't imagine it's a huge budget. One, I bet it's probably under $50 million, Yeah, I guess. But, you know, I really I think it's deserving. It's a funny movie. Did you it's see great. it, Michael? I loved it. I, yeah. I loved the first one. I thought the I first one was really funny. And, you know, some of these comedies can be hit or miss, especially the Zac Efron ones, like Dirty Grandpa, terrible. Uh, but Neighbors was really funny, and I loved this movie. It was laugh-out-loud funny. So I uh, think people backpocket these because they don't need to see them in a the theater. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's they're true. like, yeah. I mean, there's enough spectacle that something like this, it's like you, you kind of hold on to. Sure. Just, you know. You know. Yeah, you can watch a comedy on Netflix yeah. hey, in, in your oh, bedroom yeah. on your second-generation TV that's yeah. this small. Yeah. Like, right. You don't have like, to necessarily yeah. see it on the big screen. No. Yeah. Although I will say there's just there's there's something about seeing it with the crowd and oh, I having laughter. Yeah. 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 I, think, I agree. I, I, do. I think comedies... I suppose if you like people. <laughs> Touche. Well, that's if you have if you have a crowd of like a decent crowd of people that are there to watch the movie. But sometimes you get the crowd for these comedies that are on their cell phone, yeah. taking calls, playing oh. playing yeah. Angry Birds in the front row. Yeah. Now, what if you're at Angry Birds and they're playing Angry Birds? In the well, mm. you have an inception moment at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you look around you and there's the red bird is in the seat next to you. And yeah. you're just like, what's what happening? happening? <laughs> Waiting for that top to fall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going. No. <laughs> number nine the jungle book still around Dang. in the top 10 4.7 oh million a 34 percent drop in week eight oh. 347.9 million dollars domestic wait for it 543 million overseas so it's up to almost 900 million worldwide on 175 million budget I think that right. shows you how weak the caliber of children's films are out there not that that's not a great movie but that that we it, yeah. it can be that the it's top still 10. making that sure. kind of money this deep in it's because everything else that's out there is just not that good because at this point disney should would normally be yeah. planning or pushing the home video release or the inevitable you know yeah video release and sure. they're not even talking about that no no whereas like batman v superman i mean i know that was out a few months earlier but still like that's coming out next month because it needs to make up the money but these movies i mean think about uh zootopia yeah, Zootopia sticking around. I mean, it's finally out of the top ten, but it was. It comes out next week, and yeah. it's been in the top ten. Yeah, for, out, yeah, yeah, that's out, crazy. 
Yeah, so I mean that's insane. Uh, Zootopia now has exited the top ten after fourteen weeks and comes out next week. So (laughs) just the right time, right? So it was it was perfect for them. But you know what's amazing? If you look at it, I mean, sure, Disney has a miss with Alice through the Looking Glass, but number five is Alice, number six Mm -hmm. is Captain America, number nine is Jungle Book, and Zootopia just exited. So what a year for Disney! Yeah already and it's only halfway over yeah rounding out the top 10 the nice guys came in with 3.2 million a 51 percent drop in week three unfortunately that one's only at 28.8 million dollars domestic it amazes me that you have two what i consider two of the biggest hollywood names in a film together and the film did nothing and generated no sparks you know no interest they're well known but when's the last time either one of those two have opened a film that's true. I mean, Ryan Gosling does do more of the supporting role. Yeah. Usually. I mean, he does. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Well, I like him. I'm big, not a, I'm a large film. A banner film. No. Yeah. No. Sure. I mean, Drive was amazing. Right. But I mean, ma- mainstream or blockbuster. You're right. You don't really see it. You know, Crazy Stupid Love was great, but it had an ensemble cast. Right. And, Gangster um, Squad was another one where he was yeah, a sub character exactly. within a larger yeah. cast. Exactly. So yeah. that's And it wasn't really a hit. No. No. no that, you, one, you know, that one was a bomb. But it um, is a bit of a, a strange thing, though, because you're right, Michael. Everyone who saw the trailer thought it looked hilarious. I right. did not talk to one person who saw the trailer and was like, eh. Everyone goes, that movie looks awesome. Yeah. And so I don't know. Back pocket. Yeah, maybe. Say, say again, later. comedies, maybe. Maybe it will do good on home video. Huh? And it was a good movie. I mean, I enjoyed it. Right? I mean, I think everyone enjoyed it. Yeah. Saw I enjoyed it, so. it, but I didn't love it. Not yeah. like sure. I thought I was going to. Well, it's certainly based I, on I was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Bang. Yeah. The, ex- I was the expectations. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I, think, I, I wanted more out of it. But uh, I enjoyed it, but I, it's not like, oh, I can't wait to see it again. Oh, sure. This is kind of like, oh, I wish it would have been just right further. I felt like I felt like a middle school English teacher. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you're my favorite student, but this is not your best work. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can do better. Yeah. I thought it just had this really mean sort of spirited to it where, you know, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and some of his other films, like even though they tackle some darker themes like they they aren't so overtly negative like here you know it's like oh marriage sucks oh the government sucks oh the porn is i mean it's it it felt like this like drunk angry guy at the end of the bar (laughs) like raging about everything that was wrong with the 70s oh protesters like you know they're protesting about silly stuff i mean it was just oh it felt like a jody foster financial movie it was very (laughs) it was very nihilistic yeah yeah i mean and that was my biggest that's beef true. with the film. I thought the trailers were very funny, and that's the. I was expecting more of an overt comedy, and this felt like this angry, nihilistic, drunk guy at the end of a bar. True, yeah, that could take away from the comedy for sure. Yeah, so that's the box office. Okay, well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Yeah. I guess uh, let's go around the tables, and everybody can say where to find them. This is Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Graney sixty seven G R A N E Y. This is Michael. You can find me also on Twitter at MPHafner, H-A-F-F-N-E-R. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, if you would like to continue the conversation online, we will be there waiting for you at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers or on Twitter at Real Spoilers. You can email the show at Real Spoilers at ReviewSTL.com or you can email us individually at Tom at realspoilers.com, Dan at realspoilers.com, Kevin at real or Joe at real there. But not Kevin. me. But now you <laughs> now you feel all left <laughs> no, out. No, it's all right. This is an awkward moment. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh did I forget did I, oh and don't forget we're also available on iTunes where you can go there, rate and review and subscribe and join and uh well League of Show Shares is Facebook. I'm all spun around. I'm still tired from the move, can you tell? So uh that's it for this episode. Coming up on the next one, we will tackle Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Thank God there are four of us. We can each take a turtle. Uh. <laughs> I get Leonardo. I'm I, not tackling Raphael. Which one's the slowest? That's the one I probably should tackle. Donatello, probably. Uh, so I got... You got Michelangelo. You got, yeah. I'm going to give Raphael... I don't want to, Raphael. You're you're pretty buffed. He's dude. like I two times can larger him. than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know what? You tackle two of the turtles, and I'll tackle April. Ew. <laughs> I that's not fair. That, sorry, I'm the one who thought of it. You should have been quicker. <laughs> you might have to. So. You might have to push Brian Austin Green out of the way. But okay. <laughs> so yeah. I thought she already pushed him out of the way. Yeah, well, still having his babies. Oh, well, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> what a they wonderful, just have an agreement. <laughs> what, what a beautiful way to say I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your baby. So uh, that will be coming up on the next episode of Real Spoilers. Until then, you've been warned. Well,
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ah! 